0: And the world of freedom,
1: Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
2: This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arn Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine, I'm Arnd Peltner. In today's program we focus on Gudrun Gut, DJ, producer and label boss from Berlin. So stay tuned. Is a producer, DJ, radio host, and label boss from Berlin. She's very much involved in the music scene of the German capital and touring all over the place, from China to New Zealand, from France to the U.S. and Canada. At the end of April, she will do three live gigs over here. Gut und gut is a globetrotter for her music. On a recent trip to Germany, I visited her at her apartment in Berlin Schöneberg.
0: Music, hmm, I mean, I'm coming a long way, I've already uh, made music in the 80s, I used to play drums and synthesizer, uh, a cork and Miss 20 at the same time. And then uh, slowly but surely went more into programming, I had a couple of bands, first Malaria, played at the beginning of Anschutz und Neubau and then had a Matador project, The Matador band, uh, we did three albums, that was me, Beate Bartel and Manong Pedosma, and we did three albums. We slowly got more into electronic music. And now, my uh, solo album, I put a record on, Um, and that means that I'm gonna play some like it's a mix between a, a live performance and a DJ thing. So I'm gonna use um, material from other records, but not as a DJ, more like uh, with I do I use parts of uh, records from um, my history and put them into loops, use them a little differently, and then play tracks from the album. so it's kind of a mixture, it's a cut up kind of stuff. With, uh, with uh, vocals too.
2: Yeah, and laptop. You're living and working in Berlin and you're very much rooted in the city. How did Berlin shape your music?
0: I always lived in Berlin and I love Berlin. I wanted to leave the city once, that was shortly before the wall came down, actually. It was getting a bit boring. But then the wall came down, so it got really exciting again. And I'm not sure if. Um, I I guess it it had an influence, the city where you live in, you know. It always has an influence. For example, I think I wouldn't have this techno influence, which is definitely in my music, if I would live in America because you don't have it so clearly there. Or in Australia, it's much more rock-oriented because I just went there and played there and I realized that, you know, my music has... Berlin uh, influence. And like, you know, this border, this border stuff. Yeah, there's some Berlin in it. And I mostly see it when I'm not in Berlin. (laughs) Berlin was always a city which was more interested in kind of alternative structures and in the music as well. So there are lots of small venues, more more small venues where people try stuff out. And so when you meet up with other musicians and then you, you, you kind of feel inspired and you kind of want to move forward as well. So that's kind of a good good thing about Berlin, I think. And so there's lots of... And I think because um, electronic music has gives you an independence as an artist. You, you know, you, you can produce an album in your living room. So it, that's kind of... A, the new um, independent producers doing electronic music. That's so. That's why it's so
1: popular, I guess.
2: Gudrun, you are touring all over the world with your music. Do you think music is a common international language or are people reacting differently to you, like in China or New Zealand?
0: If you compare it to other arts, it's a very international language because it touches the emotions. And so, for me, for example, for. Um, you know, I, what I, what I want to say with the music, I can say it wherever. It doesn't matter if I play in Australia or in China or New Zealand, or America, or, you know, they, people understand it, because it has to do with emotions, and with the, it has to do with, you have to be a little educated in, um, in listening to music, otherwise you won't understand, it's like with the exhibition of paintings, you know, you won't get abstract art if you don't know about the arts, so you have to, you need a little bit of education in that field, but... Yeah, it's uh, definitely is an international language, yeah. Uh, For example, Beijing. There were a lot of Chinese. uh, It was uh, uh, organized by the Goethe Institute and there there was no entrance. So there were lots of Chinese people and they don't get to see so many uh, concerts. So they were totally wild about it, like really totally excited. And yeah, because it's it's a totally different culture it was a special for the women's day and they called it live performance of legendary lady artist from germany <laughs> so that that's how they saw me but the good thing was we had a discussion in the afternoon with a couple of people who were interested in talking to me with some uh, chinese journalists as well and that was really interesting because we talked about like the cultural differences and yeah that was I I really like that. a big fan of Neu, for example. Yeah, and this is like, you know, I, my theory about why why Germany is kind of good with electronic music is, I think, that because we when we didn't have this natural blues and blues and rock uh, history, but for our, for our history is more like you know elect- kind of we got famous with electronic music, you no, know, because there was this gap. After uh, the World War, there was no culture, really, no no music, no, you know, we didn't have a... The German self-conscious wasn't really there, so it was really hard for an artist to develop like a German kind of music style. And the first thing really what worked was Kraftwerk and Neu and uh, Can and this kind of Krautrock that was the first, like outburst. And then in the 80s again with the punk stuff. And so, you know, I think maybe because that's why we are, because we feel really, like, comfortable with electronics. That's why we're
2: good at it, maybe. Does music, your music, has a message? You mentioned already that you feel closer to female artists. Is this what you try to transmit?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, actually, I'm um, a feminist in that way, that I I really think the female voice in pop music should be uh, much louder because there're not so many and i think pop music is the is really like the lived culture the most important lived culture of of our times so i think i definitely am fighting for the loudness of the female voice <laughs> and i don't mean you know the volume but just like you know maybe have the same amount <laughs> female artists around and you know it doesn't have to be i'm even going that far that i i say they don't even have to be better than the male artists you know they can be worse but it should be like they they uh, because you know i think a voice a cultural voice is, is really important and i want to hear i want to hear what they have to say so i'm supporting female artists wherever i can
1: the black kid Füßen ist die Erde weich, der Blick geht übers Land. Wir laufen auf der Wiese, Löwenzahn, Brenzel, Busch und Strauch, der Blick geht übers Land. Geht übers Land. Milde Hügel und Schärfchen, Wolken. kein Beton, nur Fettlinge. Falken fliegen, schleifen übers Fell. Falken fliegen, schleifen übers Fell. Falken fliegen, schleifen übers Fell. Yeah Da.
2: You have a very unique look onto the music market, you are an artist, a producer, a DJ and a label owner. How did the music market change for you over the years?
0: Oh, the music market... (laughs) It's bad. Very bad. Uh, The sales went down and everybody is suffering. Like all the indie, even all the indie labels are really... It's a big problem. We had big discussions here in Berlin. Uh, around the Transmediale, a couple of uh, uh, discussions, uh, open discussions. And one was called Audio Poverty. It was a really good program made by Eckhard Ehlers. That was really good. And then another one, Dancing with Myself at the Hebel Theater. So, you know, there was, people are talking about it. Like, out of the music scene, a lot of journalists did some speeches and, like, There were open discussions about it. But there's no real... Nobody knows where it goes. It's kind of an in-between state because uh, uh, we just started with the... uh, The digital distribution isn't 100%... Hasn't 100% taken over the physical distribution, so we kind of... Nobody knows where it's going. But music... uh, What everybody kind of agreed on in the discussions was that the the value of music has to be... um, has to rise because music is considered um, it's mostly you know used to um, put more value on uh, on other stuff like on fashion or, or you know, on, mu- on on films but the, uh, the actual uh, value of the music then kind of goes down, you know. Well, it's a bit hard to, under, uh, to uh, explain. But it has to do with the value, it's, that music has value it itself. But nowadays, you know, bands from my label Kobra Killer play in um, Istanbul. We don't have a Turkish distribution. But they are 500 people and they know the songs. I play in Russia they know it you know it's like Barbara Morgenstern plays in Russia and they sing along We don't have a Russian distribution so it's kind of you know that's how it is so at the moment it looks like it all has goes back to the uh, life experience experience so because you can't you can't copy that it's like you know this one night where you see the artist and that's And every night is a bit different, so that's a real experience you can't have on YouTube or it's always different. That's something which has still a lot of value.
2: You can find out more about Gudrun Gut and her upcoming live performances on her MySpace site GGUT.
1: Bing, all marketing
2: was today's Radio Goethe magazine. Please find me online at radiogoethe.org. And I'm always happy to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'm Aunt Peltner.